Takesis couldn't have found a more vile home to build her dragon armies in if she tried. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga episode. My name is Adam, and today we're going to talk about the nation of Taman Busek. I'd like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel, and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance Gaming materials using my affiliate links. I'm referencing the Tales of the Lance box set and War of the Lance sourcebook for this information. If I leave anything out or misspeak, please leave a comment below. There's something poetic about the nation of Taman Busek. Not only was it ravaged by the Cataclysm, a location of near-inhospitable mountainscapes, but it's filled with the most evil of all races, from ogres to goblinkin, and in this era of the War of the Lance, the dragon armies and draconians. But more than even that, it is also the last known home of the line of Huma Dragonbane at Castle Nidus, where Verminard was corrupted by the Queen of Darkness herself. I really love the idea that Dekesis was so filled with hate and the need for revenge on the descendants of the hero who banished her a thousand years before that she corrupted their line into becoming her own priests and then used the land around their home as a staging ground for the new temple and dragon armies. The nation of Taman Busek is rather weak, but it contains some of the most militarily powerful and mystical locations on Kryn. This is belied by the population of over 230,000, primarily composed of humans and goblins with a fair amount of draconians and ogre population as well. The mountains themselves are covered in sterile soil. In the north, the Taman Busek borders the nations of Estwild and Kern, and in the south, Zakar. From the sky, the north appears as nothing more than stripes of mountains shaped from huge slabs of granite residue of the pre-cataclysm volcanoes. These mountains frame wide valleys of grassy wasteland. In the south, the mountains are even more dense, swallowing the valleys entirely. It features some 13 active volcanoes which create constant lava flows, three of which reach into the heart of Sanction, known as the Lords of Doom. Naraka is also surrounded by volcanoes, though at a greater distance. These Calchist mountains are in a temperate zone due to their extreme elevation. The summers, which last from Korok to Reorksmont, receive very little rain, making the mountains feel that much more barren. But from Phoenix to Mishamont, the climate changes dramatically, growing incredibly cold with snow collecting higher than a man's head. It is only the sites around the many volcanoes that resist the spread of the snow. There's a local saying that when Naraka has snow... Sanction has rain. Trade in Taman Busek is primarily through slavery, though mercenaries and weaponry make close seconds. Gems from Zakar and warhorses and spice from Kur are easily found as well. Sanction deals in lime and llamas, and has a thriving black market which extends up to Naraka. The nomadic barbarians that eke out a living in the north trade in mutton and wool. Most trade is capable only due to the pre-cataclysm ancient road that threads through the valleys of this region. This road, though fragmented in this era, still holds its ancient enchantment in areas which protect those traveling on it. After the cataclysm, Tachesis took the cornerstone from the Temple of Istar and planted it in a remote glade. This grew into her Temple of Darkness, where she could rally her servants. 
Travelers who happened upon this location mistook it for the lost city of Naraka, a pre-cataclysm mountain city that was destroyed. This area is where Barim Everman and his sister Jasla were from. Tekesis didn't mind the mistake as it concealed her machinations, so the city of Naraka rose again. This small city had grown into a sprawling maze of filthy streets and hovels, with dens of evil clustered around the temple. There's a permanent garrison of soldiers which support all five wings of her dragon army. It also holds a small enclave of resistance fighters known as the Hidden Light. This is far from the only divinely touched location in Tamanbusic, however, as it's also the location of God's Home. This bowl-shaped depression in the mountaintop features at its center a massive polished circle of black rock surrounded by an oddly shaped ring of boulders. It reflects the constellation of the sky and is surrounded with an aura of power and mystery. Tamanbusuk is also the home of the Tower of Gargath, that famed location where the Grey Gen was contained briefly which ultimately spawned the races of Kryn when released. Its exact location is unknown, as it seems to still be under residual effects from the Grey Gem. There are three main cities in Tamanbusic. Jellic is the smallest of them, which acts as a trading post and outpost supporting the dragon armies in the region. It is garrisoned and led by Draconians. Yeah, even before Tear. Though they don't run the town, they are the liaisons between the wealthy merchant leaders and the Emperor Ariakas, who encourages heavy taxation. Its location makes it both a dreaded and essential stop when traveling through Tamanbusic. Naraka would be the second largest city, but since we've discussed it already, let's talk a little bit about the largest city in Tamanbusic, Sanction. This city predates the Cataclysm and is the primary port for the nation. It is occupied by the Dragon Armies and is the political center of Tekesis' empire. This is where Ericas governs out of and where the good dragon eggs are actively corrupted into Draconians. It also features a large colony of shadow people beneath the city. It's surrounded by the Lords of Doom, which both protect the city and poison it, preventing any semblance of agriculture. Life in the nation of Tamanbusic is not easy, but due to its inhospitable nature, those who do live here have grown hard from the environment. As a constant influx of mercenaries to Tekesis' armies fuels the region, the local barbarian tribes do their best to stick to themselves unless conscripted into service by the Emperor Ericas. This is a nation of incredible danger, exciting adventure, possibility, and divine presence. That is all I have to say about the geography and people of Tamanbusic in the War of the Lance era. What do you think of the nation? Have you run a War of the Lance era campaign centered around here? And finally, would you prefer being a freedom fighter or member of the Dragon Army stationed in Tamanbusic? Leave a comment below. I'd like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos, and click the like button. This all goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, remember, no road is ever old.